up, man? What's up, man? Hell of a game. Yep, yep. One of, one of the few that I actually watched and was entertained by. <laughs> I can't wait to get into it, because, man, some of these guys, I don't know. Just because they're in the NBA, they don't have the best basketball IQ, I swear to God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I said that a couple times myself. Uh, what's up, DJ? What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing this week? Good, good. Just talking about the game. Uh, still waiting on True to, to join, but uh, me and Brother T were just talking about the game. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really, really, really good game. I thought the Warriors were going to pull it off, but hey. You know, I think next year that's about to be a scary team. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. You give you give Steph, you give Steph just uh, James one Weiss guy, back, one guy. Scary. Yeah, that's scary. that's another thing. They gonna have to they gonna have to boost their supporting cap. But we'll discuss that when we get into. It. I don't want to yeah. lead into uh, too much now. Yeah, that's kind of where I... Uncle, well, you sound a bit muffled. Are you on earphones? Except true. Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going? How's it going? We were just talking about the game, so might as well uh, kick the show off. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Time for Some Action podcast. Your host, Niles E, alongside uh, Brother T, uh, DJ, and True. Uh, we're just recapping the, the great uh, playing game between the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. And yeah. Before, uh, before we dive into that, let's just talk about what each of us think of this whole play-in tournament thing. And then we could just leave and do like a recap of each game. Uh, we ain't got to do each game because some of those well, games Well, not each. Were... I, would say, I would say the West Coast playing. Okay. West I was going to say. Not, not uh, like Boston and Washington, that one was eh. It was whatever. <laughs> I think, like I said, the West. Like, All right. Let's talk about just the playing in general, like what we each think of the concept, and then dive into those two Western Conference playing games. Well, I mean, we, we, we kind of hit it uh, a little bit uh, last week. Uh, where we were saying it has its pluses and minuses because of, of a, basically scenarios like this, where you get uh, two teams fighting it out and you, you're having an exciting game going going on with and, and, and with a team like Golden State with their pedigree and an up and coming team like um, Memphis, but then it. You could also make the argument that, hey, you had seventy-two games to kind of show what you what you can do. Normally, eighty-two games, but this is just a weird season in general, and the eighty-two should have been enough to show for it. So, me personally, I like it just from the standpoint that it eliminates tanking because that's one thing I hate. It's come after the All Star break. Yeah, that you just see teams that that you know just ain't gonna have, ain't gonna uh, be trying to play for anything. They just are shutting down all their dudes, and it's basically like they're playing they're playing out the string for two uh, two and a half months after that. So that's my take on it. 
I think I, I really, really, really like the concept. Me and fellow were literally just talking about it. How yeah. entertaining these these uh, two playing games are. Thank God the Lakers won. You know, I don't want to be that that fan base of the number seven seed that doesn't make it because they lost the two play-ins. You know, um, but just the overall concept, I think it gives it like a like a college type atmosphere. You know, to where it's like you know the Warriors that first game, they was playing like it was game seven, and the Lakers was just cruising. You know, they was they wasn't panicking. They didn't panic, and they took care of business. You know, but I would say, you know, it's a good thing as far as from a fan standpoint. But for, you know, if I was like a Laker coach or something like that, you know, I personally wouldn't want my team, if I was the Lakers, in the playing game. Because a, a, a mature team like that is not meant for the playing. That's for the yeah. teams like the Pelicans and, you know, uh, any any young up and coming team like that 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 can, right. they might have a night. Like the Warriors almost did it because they literally played over their head because it was the Lakers. You know, so I think from that standpoint, it's a little like, eh. You know, in the seven game series, I'm taking the Lakers all day, every day. You know, but in the one game series, you know, it's a toss up. So all I it think, takes is somebody it's, getting it's, hot. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think just the overall concept, I love it. I love it, but it can definitely be a little scary if you think about it the way I just explained. Oh, for sure. Let's see, yeah, I have similar similar feelings to that. I feel like it's it's a really good idea, especially for ratings. That's really my big take on it. Is I really feel like this is like a big chance for the NBA to make a lot of money back from all the money that they lost this past year, especially with all these crazy ticket sales that are going on for playoffs. Yeah. What have some of the prices been? I haven't even seen. I haven't even looked. Well, well, what's it called? I know the Knicks said that they're opening like basically full capacity. Wow. And, and Boston as well. And they've been sold out their first two home games already. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. That's good for the league and for the world. You know, get back yeah. to normal. Because it, it, I will say it was really nice to see fans in the stands during the game. I feel like yeah. that, that that really plays a part in it. Because some of those shots that, that the Warriors was hitting tonight, seeing the fans react, it just it just brings it brings more energy. It brings an extra energy to it, yeah. You're right about that. And that playoff atmosphere, there ain't nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And Brother T, you got a take on this? I was like, he must not be in there because I haven't, I haven't heard Uncle Tom yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, let's oh. let's let's roll to the recap of the of the game. What do you What did you guys think of the game? I think thought it was a great game. Actually, uh, I, I I was initially thinking when seeing uh, Memphis blowing them out, like, oh wait, what's going on here? This ain't that same team that was uh, that had uh, was hitting everything under the sun against the Lakers. So uh, I was like, uh, they uh, threw everything they could at the Lakers, and then had come up dry against uh, Memphis. But yeah. uh, making that comeback late. 
Fellow, what do you think about it? I was gonna say I was really well, I really thought the game was crazy. That was a crazy game. <laughs> that was a crazy good game. I really I enjoy having that playoff atmosphere back. You know, like I, as much as I love the bubble and the outcome of the bubble, <laughs> I mean, I just love playoff basketball, especially with all these fans. Especially with the fans and these fan reactions, it's just beautiful. Especially the the reactions of the home team losing. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. That's so comedy. Yeah, I actually uh, the concept is is cool. Uh, I guess if you're gonna lose those ten games for the end of the year, that would be a good concept. Uh, you know. A little tweaking here and there. I actually, I actually wouldn't mind if if they. If, I don't think it should be the seventh seed. I think that's, you know, that's reaching too much into the because you got the Lakers who, at the end of the year, or you have teams like the Lakers that have basically had a lot of injuries this year. Not because of their play, it's been because of not being able to stay healthy. Um. Um. And so that's why I didn't like the fact that the Lakers was in it because it's not, like I said, due to their play, it's due to their health. And they were also 12 games over 500. So uh, I think any team that's, you know, automatically double digits over 500 shouldn't have to play in a playoff game. Uh, You know, maybe if they expanded it to, you know, nine, I mean, eight, nine, 10, and 11. You know, or, you know, maybe add an extra playoff seed where you have an extra couple playoff seeds. And, uh, you know, or something that I would love to see done is the top 16 teams in the playoffs and get rid of conferences. I actually think that would be a great idea. Yeah. 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 That'll never happen, though, just because... Uh, the East, uh, the owners ain't ever going to sign off on losing playoff money. Of course they, um, won't. of course they won't. Of course they won't. But they, they would. I guarantee all the owners would have loved to see the Lakers get eliminated. I guarantee. <laughs> um, but I mean, there was some, uh, there was some great play, uh, playing games, like you said. Golden State was was playing all out. They behinds the other night. And then tonight, I seen some of these guys get really tight when they really, really met, uh, you know, some of the stuff that Wiggins and I think uh, their other guy, Toscano, Jordan Poole yeah. actually had a good game. Um, Baysmore was absolutely terrible. Uh, he had so many wide open jaders and he couldn't make, he couldn't throw a pee in the ocean. And then just, you know, to me, some of the shots they took, Wiggins took a couple shots down the stretch uh, that I'm like, bro, the only person that should be shooting right now is Steph. Uh, and then Draymond, the end of the game. <laughs> he was wide open. And he goes and shoots a ridiculous floater. I'm like, how are you this far into your career and you can't, you don't have no sort of in-between game? He could have had 30 points just on hitting that little uh, 10 to 15 footer in the lane. Dude. Because they were doubling Steph and 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 trapping 
people coming off of the high pick and roll. Now, even him wide open. Did you see this fool was thinking pass with two seconds on the clock? Exactly. And he's wide open, <laughs> wide open, brother. How are you able to get? Hold on, let let's really quick. I'm not, you know, Draymond plays amazing defense. I will say he played really good defense on AD yesterday. Let's just see what his contract is. So this brother is being paid four years, a hundred million dollars, and he can't even hit a fifteen foot. A fifteen. Some some you know, very slight. You know, I I think if you're getting paid a hundred million dollars to play basketball, you should be able to be able to make a decision when there's two seconds on the clock. <laughs> and and it isn't like he's a spring chicken. I mean, this is, um, you know, it's about improving your game, man. You already know that you first of all you lost you lost a lot of your firepower when you lost KD, when you lost. Uh, Clay, Iguodala, Livingston, all these guys that were that was um, that were staples in their franchise. So for me, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm as smart as Draymond Green basketball wise, whatever. Okay, but for me, I'm looking like, all right, what what do I need to do now? We're losing all this firepower. I got to do something to improve my game. Do something different with my game. And, and for me, for him not to incorporate at least a mid-range game or something that can help Steph out offensively, Steph was Steph was the only guy that can that <laughs> literally can do anything. The only uh, Wiggins was scoring off of Draymond's cre- uh, creating in the mirror uh, in, in the middle, but when they laid off of Draymond and said, hey, man, you beat me. You could tell he was so indecisive. and He didn't want to shoot the rock at all. Didn't want to shoot the rock at all. Could you imagine being paid $100 million to play basketball? Yep. And And brother, you can't make a decision with two seconds left? Yep. And I'm not taking anything away from Memphis because uh, I, I think John Morant just he he uh, really had his coming out party tonight because he went he went head to head with Steph. Uh, but uh, I think that was Golden State really had some um, um, crucial mental mistakes uh, that you wouldn't expect a team like them to have. Uh, you know, the culture and the the knowledge they have on that bench and the knowledge that they have on the floor, I really didn't expect them to uh, make some of the mental mistakes. It, they actually did it against the Lakers the other night, too. I yep. think it was more the Lakers defensively the other night, though, because the Lakers did put the clamps on in the second half. But... Uh, Memphis wasn't doing anything. The Golden State had plenty of wide open shots, opportunities. Uh, it was just, you know, I was surprised to see that from them. Um, you know, granted, they do have a lot of young uh, guys now that are their supporting cast. But, you know, we always holler about culture, especially a couple years ago, we hollered about the Golden State culture. Uh, you see, it comes with talent. 
Um, it, 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 and, and so we can stop and get rid of this whole culture thing. It depends on what kind of talent you have also. So um, you see when you don't have the equal dollars, the Livingston's and uh, uh, the David West's of the world, you know, these veterans that can really think the game and hit these important shots, you know, like uh, Rick Fox and uh, Rob and, and Fish, then even to Lamar and, and uh, you know, guys like that. Uh, in the second championship run, you see, if you don't have those guys, it really puts a strain on your superstars. Uh, and you see, Steph couldn't, when Steph couldn't get a shot off, and some of these other guys had to shoot, they you could see it in their eyes; they didn't want it. Yeah, Steph can only do so much. Only do so much, man. And he was hitting some crazy stuff too. Forty points, forty points on almost fifty percent shooting. What can, what can he do? What else can he do? Yeah, uh, it'll be definitely it'll be interesting to see uh, what they end up doing in the offseason. Uh, uh, with Clay coming back, and then you got Wiseman coming back, and then them potentially getting the Timberwolves pick, whether they try to continue to, like, build for the future with uh, Wiseman and that pick to kind of be the uh, team to take over once uh, eventually you got to figure uh, Steph, Draymond and uh, Clay Nucleus once they end up uh, their contract expire what they end up doing there uh, so uh, do they decide to go that route or do they decide to go for it and package like Wiseman and the pick to try and bring somebody else in to kind of give them that one last push to get them another ring. It'll be interesting to see where they decide, where they end up going with that. Thing. I like some of their pieces. I like Jordan Poole. Uh, uh, I act. I actually kind of like that Toscano dude. I had never seen him before. He's a you know a good like one of those tweener guys. Uh, that can really play like two through five in today's NBA. Uh, Eric Pascal, I actually like him. I didn't know he was hurt. Uh, he's he's actually a really good. I, I like him as a, a, a good veteran guy. Kevin Looney is still serviceable, uh, but they got to get some other supporting guys around him. Like I said, Baysmore was was awful tonight. Uh, um, it's because he played over his head against the Lakers. Of course, of course. And you knew he was being an ex-Laker uh, that he was gonna play over his head, but uh, he he was he was terrible tonight. Wiggins, man, I don't know what to think of that guy. I mean, he just he was hot against the Lakers too. I know he at times. I know he was <laughs> all the talent in the world, but like you see, he'll have twenty five. He'll have twenty five with ten rebounds and five assists one night and then the next night he'll show up with like 12 2 and 1 so uh, I don't know what I don't know what they do with that guy if they like like uh, like our host Niles he said do you package him I think you package that guy and uh, and do something with him uh, because yeah before he loses too much value yeah still young so somebody will take take a chance on him uh, but uh, I don't think in your plans going forward, um, 
that he's especially you got uh, Ubre sitting over there. And by the way, I gotta bring this up. I have to. Bring well, with Ubre, he's a free agent, so they can't do anything with him anyway. Oh, so. okay. But I gotta bring this up about Ubre. This is kind of off subject. Did you shirt. see my dude's shirt over there? <laughs> we was talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Why? Unacceptable. And I'm glad I got some of my young brothers on here, my young nephews, uh, just to, 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 I mean, me and Nalzi, we come from, we come from an era where, you know, dudes were, dudes wore bloomers and, and, and dudes dressed suspect in the 80s. You know, we, we came more along late 80s or uh, 90s is more of our era. So we came more with the baggy era, but what are some of these guys thinking about now when they when they're dressing? I mean, my dude had a uh, I don't know if that was a fit net shirt. Uh, it, it looked like something you wear on the as a dressing on the back of your couch. <laughs> Literally, just just, yeah, was... just if we could just have a sidebar on that. That, that that's kind of my rant for the week. You know, I look at Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron ain't too crazy. He do some ridiculous stuff sometimes. But Dwayne Wade and Westbrook uh, really ushered push in. Push the limit. Yeah, ushered in. D Wade pushed the limit. Yeah, ushered in some of this air. That D we- Wade is a whole nother conversation. Well, <laughs> so I'll just rather not. Yeah. <laughs> We liable to get canceled if we start talking about him. <laughs> we just go leave uh, D Wade out of this one, but yeah, he's yeah. questionable too. Yeah, but uh, I mean, just give me some of the insight of these young younger guys. Uh, I can. <laughs> That's the most the I can tell you is like, the yeah. we looked at most. each other like he seen it first, and then I looked up. And I was like, okay, I thought I seen holes in that man's shirt. Unacceptable. <laughs> I only would expect that from Dennis Rodman. And we and we know what everybody thought about him in his time. <laughs> you could be the greatest basketball player you want, but brother, you're you gonna do what you want, but man. And and Dennis was a anomaly, but now it's kind of like the dentist, the dentist dressing is a norm now. So, uh, I just, I, I, I said, wow, did they really, uh, did he really come out of the game? And, 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 and these guys just don't have nobody to tell them nothing. Like, hey man, uh, yeah, I'm gonna need you, uh, I'm gonna need you to think about this before you walk outside. These dudes be thinking they fashionable. Maybe thinking they're fashion icon. He looked like Richard Pryor in the toy when he got went into the lake and and the piranhas ate his clothes up. He, that's the <laughs> holes he had it for. If I, DJ and fella, y'all gonna have to go and look at that for yourself. But uh, Niles, he know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Looked like he had on. If you pull that up, pull that up. Richard Pryor, when he went into the Piranha, uh, Piranha Lake in the toy, you see what his shirt looked like. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Yeah, it, it was something else for sure. But yeah, I, it, just to kind of overall sum up the playing game, uh, looking back at it, I, I definitely, uh, to Brother T's point, I'd say what they did last year with it, I don't think it was the seventh seed. I think it was the eight, nine, uh, uh, 10, and 11. And they were basically fighting for that last spot, the eighth spot. And it wasn't fighting for the seventh. Uh, so it, it, now, it, honestly, it's tough because you might have years where the eighth seed is so far. And the thing with the West is you're always going to be. Uh, uh, tied up top with the West as compared to the East. The East is always just uh, trash, or at least it has been for for a minute. So that uh, closeness that down at the bottom, you're gonna you're probably gonna have situations like this where it's like, oh damn, your seven seed is uh, just as uh, and worthy as being in the uh, playoffs as opposed to the. Uh, the, the 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 four or five and the eighth is like uh, way down there. So I get it, but I I, I can tell you one thing: it's if, if the ratings were anything like it was for the uh, for the Laker game, this game here, and the Laker game did over five averaged over five million views, and so this is going to be here to stay. The NBA is built on money and they lost a lot of it last year and they're trying to recoup some of that back and they see that this is a way to do so. Yep. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, I like the, I actually like it better last year with the, like you said, the 8, 9, 10, and 11. I think that would be, I think that would actually be uh, the best method, but hey, I know how the NBA rolls, and it is about cash flow. So you're right. I think I think it is here to stay. Matter of fact, I think they were talking about it today. Uh, Adam Silver was talking about uh, that it is here to stay. So I wouldn't be surprised. We just have to live with it. Because uh, me and, me and uh, Niles E, we actually been along long enough to remember when the first round was only three games, best out of three. Yeah. <laughs> then it went the best yeah. out of five. Now it's uh, now it's the best out of seven. So now that's one thing I would I wouldn't mind talking about real quick. If, if and now I, I kind of I do like as uh, DJ put it earlier, kind of the college atmosphere with the uh, one and game where you either move on or you uh, have to win that second game. But uh, I'd be interested in seeing. It, it probably, it de- not probably, it definitely loses a lot of its luster if you go with a uh, best uh, two out of three scenario. Because I can tell you one thing, it, uh, even though I still have confidence in the Lakers, but best two out of three dealing with Golden State after what just happened the other, the other night, I, I don't know if my heart would be able to take that. So. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Because I think Golden State goes at uh, the Lakers, uh, I mean, kind of weakness. Because the Lakers are a bigger, bigger somewhat, they can be a bigger, slower team. Their starting five can be a bigger, slower team. And that's what Golden State kind of goes at. 
And honestly, that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about with Phoenix is that, uh, you know, the Lakers are a bigger, slower team. But I will say this. When the Lakers put that small lineup in with Schroeder, uh, Caruso, LeBron, AD, and and Wes Matthews, that's when Golden State really had their problem. And that's the thing about the Lakers is they can flip-flop and put any type of lineup out there. And it's going to be hard for teams to go at them. So that's what makes me, uh, you know, confident that they can uh, really conquer this big uphill journey. Uh, but if you, you're right. If I had to see Golden State in the best two out of three with their style of play, then, yeah, uh, we'd, be, we'd be talking cardio kids for sure. Well, and I don't know about y'all, but we need to have a discussion on Dennis Schroeder. I, I was ready to get, uh, get in the car and go handle him after <laughs> what he was putting out there. I mean, you could clearly see the dude is like, maybe it's because he came back from COVID and he ain't all the way back, but there were times out there when, when after Caruso had things going, when Vogel brought him back in that game the other night, it's like, what is he doing? Bad drives to the basket, stupid passes, and not uh, playing D as he should. It's like, all right, man, maybe this moment is too big for you. And it's kind, I'm kind of glad now that he turned down that contract because this is what you, what we're in store for in the playoffs. I hope not. I hope it was just uh, – opening night jitters, but if this is what it's looking like, it's going to be like, ugh. I know LeBron going to be pissed that he's going to have to handle the ball a lot more uh, than he wanted to, uh, thinking that Schroeder was going to be able to deal with it instead. I think he just takes just enough pressure off for the like for the first half. To me, he'll be a more of a first-half player, just like Montrez is more of a first-half player. Like, Trez, he did an amazing job the first half against the Warriors, but he didn't play much the second half. You know, same thing with Schroeder. He didn't close the game. The Lakers closed. I really like that closing lineup. With West, West Matthews is tough. He is really tough, and he proved that. Um, uh, AC, Bron, AD, uh, KCP, and then... Uh, hey, hey, that's who it was. KCP. Uh, is that it? Was that five? Yeah. 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 And that's, that's a solid lineup right there. And that's that your, is a solid lineup and I don't see Phoenix. Phoenix can't mess with that. That's your small and that's your small and that's your small that's your closing small ball lineup. Yeah. You know, good. but my whole point was with Schroeder, he's gonna turn into a first half player because he's too he's too inconsistent to depend on him. He's too lazy with the ball. He had he he be just throwing the ball away. I'm like, bro, just give him a good pass. Like, at times it makes me miss Rondo because Rondo is not, you know, he's a sharp point guard. He is a point guard. You know that when Rondo's on the floor, he's going to make everybody better. And last year will help because he was scoring. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think Schroeder, he just, he got to be way tougher with the ball. Like, his defense is nothing wrong with it, but he, he has way too many turnovers. To be a point guard, starts yeah. exactly, and that's what he see. He says he sees himself as, 
and wants to be paid is set. It's like, all right, well, this is the biggest stage to to prove it. Starting point guard of the Los Angeles yeah. Lake, defending NBA champions, and that's what you show up with. I, like I said, I can't tell you how many times with the second they had pulled Caruso, I was like, get get Schroeder out, get Caruso back in this game. Uh huh. I know exactly what point you you talking about. And the thing about it with him. I hope he's not turning into one of those one of those Lakers. You know, we we, we know what uh, Niles know or Niles E knows what we're talking about. One of those Lakers that um, when when he's not on your team, he's the best thing since ice bread. And then when he get to your team, he just turns into what about sliced bread is worth when it goes stale. Garbage. Yeah, that's KCP the first couple of years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> KCP, Danny Green. Uh, <laughs> we got a plethora of lists that we can go down. Uh, the first person that comes to mind, point guard rise, would be Ramon Sessions. Would be Ramon Sessions. Every yeah. time Ramon <laughs> Sessions uh, played the Lakers, he would absolutely kill us. And then when. The Lakers traded for him and got rid of of, uh, a Laker all-time great in Deep Fish. We were like, hey, it's time. Deep Fish is, you know, older. He can't do the things. He can't stop nobody. Sessions is a young dude. He always kills us. Man, Sessions came in, and I think I I would take uh, first-year Lonzo over Ron Sessions. (laughs) <laughs> the Lonzo that couldn't shoot or shoot free throws on one <laughs> foot. Man. Uh, yeah. Time. Go ahead, True. No, no, I said what a time. Yeah. Now, uh, before we uh, move on to, to Brother Kwame, I, I, I do want to, I do want to kind of. Uh, just get you guys quick uh, thoughts on this Phoenix series. I, I've heard anywhere from a sweep to six games. I, I, I don't think it'll be a sweep because they didn't sweep anybody last year. And they, they're they're going to do that. They probably it's going to get everybody mad in, in, in LA, but they're going to do their feel out game game one and BS around on that. Get this team uh, some confidence. And then it, they'll probably take off from there. But I wanted to get you guys' take. And just do you see uh, any problems that Phoenix presents? Because some some analysts are saying, well, Phoenix got multiple scores, whereas Golden State has just Steph. We saw uh, how Steph was giving the Lakers problems. I think it's a totally different ball game, though. Besides the Lakers, like Drummond and AD and Trez and and even Mark are going to have a field day up against uh, Phoenix's oh, front yeah. wing. So, just want you guys to take on that. And yeah, the biggest problem I think is just Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the biggest issue that I'm thinking of. And bro, who is Phoenix's multiple scores? Who Devin <laughs> Booker and Chris Paul? Oh, you, do you consider DeAndre Ayton a big time scorer? Uh, no. Uh, uh, what's the homeboy that they got from uh, Miami last year? Crowder. 
you consider Crowder a big time scorer? I guess they figure because like uh, this year Bridges has had a decent season. Bridges. Cam Johnson's has had a decent season. Is, and they're basically saying Chris gets those dudes involved. So they're, uh, to kind of to uh, True's point, it's like, all right, uh, you got Book going. If Chris Paul does his thing, he can get these other dudes going where they're all running at, um, running on all cylinders all at the same time. Well, you know, one thing I've seen with Phoenix this year is, you know, they um, the one the one game that they actually did blow our team out in LeBron and AD didn't play. Uh, the the game that they played in LA where they beat us in overtime. We didn't have any AD or Drummond at that time. Uh, and now uh, this last game that they played, the Lakers really exposed them with AD size and really handled Phoenix that uh, that game. So I kind of see the same thing playing out. Although Phoenix has multiple scores, who is Phoenix going to stop defensively? Who are they going to put on LeBron? They putting Crowder on LeBron? They probably going to put um, uh, 25. Bridges? Bridges. They, okay, good luck. Crowder's going to guard <laughs> AD probably. Good luck. We seen what happened with that in Miami last year. Good luck. But or if Aiden slides over, I mean, we just gonna have to see. Because if Aiden, if Aiden slides win. over to guard AD, that's field day. Drummond now you're going to put Crowder on Drummond, and that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. And then. Um, like uh Kuz had had some good games against them this year. Um, you know, I think it's gonna be a lot uh I think it's gonna be a lot with the second unit also because you know our second unit, if our second unit comes to play and uh we have some uh we have some uh some good contributions off the bench, I think that's where it's gonna be a huge difference also because uh, I think the only guy that, that's their big time scorer off the bench is uh, um, the lefty. I forgot he he uh, he's had he's had a pretty good season. I forgot that guy's name. Uh, Payne is it Payne? Cameron Payne. Yeah, Cameron. Uh, yeah, he used to play for he used to play for Oklahoma City, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's that. You know they. It, they have some good matchups both ways, but I think the Lakers just their size, experience, and depth. I think is what's going to be the, uh, the 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 uh, ultimate ultimate uh, pendulum swinger. I, I could see what Brother Niles E is saying that they may have that fill out game. Phoenix come out hot and and uh, really try and push it down the Lakers' throat. Uh, and I could see Phoenix taking that game one, but uh, sometimes I think this, and it's always with LeBron's teams. They need a real kick in the pants before they wake up. Before I, I gotta, I gotta bring this up. I forgot to. We gotta talk about what Kuz did 
this last game. I loved, 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 loved how he played. I've loved how Kuz has played all season, really. That I, dude, think. I like him coming in playing like that point type, forward type. You know, like he's not scared to push the break because he's a good decision maker. He throws great passes mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> but he, he seemed like he's been like focused on a whole nother level. Like this, how he's playing like yeah. he played in the summer league. This is like that summer uh-huh. league moves. Yeah. And he basically, he is, he understands his role at this point. He knows, uh, all right, they, this, t- uh, this team doesn't need me to go out there and get 20 points a game. They just need me to go out and do the little things. And when the opportunity presents itself, I can go in, either attack the basket or, or shoot that, uh, shoot the three on occasion. He doesn't go shooting threes like wild like he did his second and third year because that's not his game really. His game is these multi-layered things like you were mentioning, DJ, for sure. Yeah, but just to answer the the main question about uh, what I think is going to happen in this first round series, I predict the Lakers winning 4-2. They might go to 6. It just might, maybe. Hopefully it only goes to five, but I'm expecting that range five six. Um, but honestly, after we'll, we'll see, we'll see how serious the Lakers are. Game one, because I think if they come out and like take care of Phoenix, like we all know they can, I think it's definitely possible to sweep them. I don't see why not. I mean, they got the talent. So yeah, that's- more more than enough. So if they if they like, if they come out serious and they're not BSing, like, at all, like, they played like they played the second half the whole game, like, playoff basketball. I don't see Phoenix. Like, Phoenix is a good team, but, you know, that's going to be a tough matchup for them, for sure. Because I, I, I would like Alex Caruso guarding uh, um, Devin Booker, honestly. I like him guarding both of them in the backcourt. But if, if yeah. he had to choose between, and I would slide maybe KCP on the uh, CP3, put somebody bigger on him. Yeah, yeah. I like our matchups uh, with their backcourt because, hell, you you put Bron Bron on, uh, on Booker in the fourth quarter, too, or yep. CP3 in the fourth <laughs> quarter, too. Uh huh. So, uh, you know, um, I like our, our, our guard matchup. And we, we just forget how deep our bench is. We still got Wesley sitting over there. That's what I'm saying. Shoot, I forgot. He would he would come in there and give, I think, CP3 some problems potentially and uh, both and of them. He can guard Bridges, Booker, and CP3. He's an upgrade, honestly, from Avery Bradley, if you want to be complete. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Danny Green. And if, yeah, I and, forgot. I forgot he was even on the team last year. And 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 let's not forget, you know, Kuz's defense is really good this year. Also, uh, THT's defense is really good this year. Uh, Ooh, I forgot about him too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's guys over there. Um, even even going to the end of the bench. So if if things really get raw and ruckus, you know, it's Keith is still sitting over there. Macklemore. Yeah, Macklemore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's. I forgot about him. He didn't even play this last game. Yeah, yep. I, you know who I really like that doesn't play much is McKinney. 
Alfonso McKinney too. I like he, he's McKinney. really a three three and D lanky, you know. That he's what the Lakers have been missing these past couple years, but hey. I always liked Alfonso McKinney, even played with Golden State. Yeah. Kitty was with Golden State and uh, you know, was getting significant minutes. And that shots. Yeah. And yeah. playing defense. Because when, when they made that trade, I said, Oh man, they got McKinney in that trade too. People sleep on that guy. It's oh, like yeah. it. Six eight six nine. Why? You know who he reminds me a lot of is uh, Ariza. Uh, 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 no, uh, more of a um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brewer that used to play for. Uh, uh, well, he went to Florida and then he played. Corey about. Corey with, Brewer. With, yeah, Corey Brewer. That's who he reminds that type of guy. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think we got, you know, we got a lot of bodies that we can throw at Phoenix's scores, and uh, and and so that's what I think. It's gonna be, man. I just want to see a team. Once a team beats this team, LeBron and AD led team four times, then I'll be a believer. But until then, I I, I got to ride with my squad, barring you know injuries. I got to ride with my squad. So. I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give Phoenix some credit, and I'm gonna say six because they're no slouches, you know. And Chris Paul is always uh, gonna have his team ready, and Devin Booker is just a—he's a goer. So they're uh, young still, too, though. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I gotta give—I I give him six games. Yeah, it, it reminds me of if you guys remember the uh, that Oklahoma City team. That uh, first came up again. CP3 is the is the difference between these two teams. But that Oklahoma uh, City team, that young with with Russ, uh, Durant, Harden, Ibaka, when they first came up against the vet uh, Kobe Powell uh, Laker team, uh, with one difference being CP3. So. It's it, it's one of those things where the first, this year I definitely say we get them, but like next year beyond that, and this team they gonna be a problem. I think Phoenix and uh, Phoenix and Memphis are the are the problem teams of the future to me in the West. Yeah, but uh, anybody got anything Ron else? Ron. As long as Bron Bron can stay, Bron Bron, if we unless we see a just an absolute decline in his play, then it's just I mean you got to keep riding with it. Got to keep riding with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, unless anybody got anything to say, I guess we could move on to Brother Kwame and his exploits <laughs> over this past week. That man has a point. Before we go there, though, we have yet to mention that shot by Bron. And this is the last thing that we'll talk about as far as the current Lakers and then move on to comment. But that shot by Bron was crazy. Yeah. And and I I didn't hear what your boy Skill had to say, but... Uh, he he signed. He co-signed with Stephen A. And it was a lucky shot. And oh. uh, 
and there was no pressure because there was a tie game. So. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, that's fine. But it was still a good shot. Yeah, two SOBs yeah. that ain't never did nothing. That's easy for them to call that out and say it's luck. Or it's <laughs> no pressure because it's a tie. Yeah, yeah there's no pressure. At the end of the, 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 end of the, it's a minute left in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, and you're shooting it only from thirty feet away, fading away. With a hand in your face. Oh, I remember stuff. being in the CIF championship game. And I don't remember who went to the free throw line. It was tied up. That that's that's a, that's tough. Like people just think it's easy because oh, if, maybe if you was up by one, it would be like oh, literally you win or you lose. But when it's a tie game like that, that stuff that's still that's still butterflies in your stomach, for sure. Because all it all it would have took was a Steph Curry four-point play or something crazy to still, you know, potentially lose the game. So, I don't think it's, you know, oh, it's a tied game, so that takes from it. No, it doesn't, because it's a minute left in the game. Them boys was trying That's to win. time. Yeah. Like I said, consider the, consider the source. <laughs> Consider the source, and that that that's the perfect lead in the brother Kwame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for for those of the audience that don't know what we're talking about concerning brother Kwame, so it all started, or maybe at a rock. <laughs> so it it all started with uh, the Up and Smoke podcast with. Uh, uh, Steven Stack, uh, <laughs> Steven Jackson, uh, Matt Barnes, and Gilbert Arenas. And they're just chopping it up as they normally do on the show. And I guess uh, Kwame's uh, name comes up in part of the discussion and they talk about it. And they have a little joke. It's not like they uh, last they stuck around on it too long. I don't imagine, but I guess Kwame, uh, the brother, finally had enough after twenty years and exploded. And he's been exploding not just on them, but on anybody that has anything to say. I don't know if y'all saw it today, but. He was going extra crazy on Charlemagne, and Charlemagne had nothing to say about him. He was saying, "Leave that man alone. He's got his family has had issues. Leave him alone." The brother has been on a rant for two straight days about Charlemagne and what's going on on his path. So I just want to open this up for discussion. What do y'all think about where Brother Kwame has been this past week? And I think don't. that man has words to say, and they important. That man is <laughs> tired of people. Don't tag him on this, because I don't want him coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> that man has been saying some words that need to be said. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of hard to come into the league behind Michael Jordan and then behind Kobe. But I mean... I get it. All them years of having to hear that he's trash. And then some guys, I mean, at least not Stack, but I mean, uh, Matt Barnes says something about him. 
You feel me? He, I can understand where he's like, all right, this is pretty level. <laughs> this is pretty level. I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to say, and then he got the clout from that and then ran with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Uncle. <laughs> what, what, what you think? Uh, well, first of all, I've never heard Brother Kwame speak before. I never even knew that he, I never even knew what he sounded like. And being a, a, <laughs> a lifelong Laker fan and in a town where, you know, the media is heavy on you, it, that, that's, that's usually a rarity. Even if you the, look at, look at Jared Duds. He is the freaking 16th man on the 15 man roster. And, and we and we hear about him all the time. So that just lets you know uh, when you come and play for a city like this. And I said all of that to say this. Uh, my father always taught me to always be aware of the, the quiet dude. The quiet dude is usually the craziest dude. And... For Brother Kwame to have not said anything for his whole playing career and 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 finally get set off. Because I listened to the interview and it was it was nothing that I thought was crazy uh, out of what I've usually heard about uh, Brother Kwame. But but I see his points because uh, I watched both of them and I see his points. And, um, you know, I like, I, I, I like their show. I like the Up and Smoke show. Uh, but Brother Kwame does bring up points about they do like certain men to represent black men in general. And, uh, and, and that's the first point I'm going to talk about, you know. Because uh, to me, you know, that's your stick. But you guys are also two 40-year-old men up there, you know, smoking and drinking and, you know, not sober. You know, we we kind of know how Brother Jack is and, you know, they both play the tough guy roles. They did the same thing when they were in the league. They played the tough guy role. Uh, but what Kwame was doing was exposing a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not on anybody's payroll. And so... Uh, he could say pretty much what he wants to say. And then uh, him going to the breakfast club, uh, you know, some of the stuff that they they spew, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago with, uh, you know, DJ Envy saying his little stuff about uh, Brother Kevin, uh, Kevin Samuel, uh, you know, kind of bringing the gospel thing instead of... Uh, talking or not gospel gossip to the table instead of arguing and talking about the facts you know uh it's it's kind of that shaming tactic if you're not part of the matrix and the programming then you get shamed with the usual tactics oh he's angry oh he's misogynist oh he's the uh he's the the alternative lifestyle guy and that's that's kind of the shaming tactics that all of these mainstream networks use. Like Brother Kwame said, "Hey man, I don't want to fight you, but let's talk. Let's 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 talk about the the actual issues. Let's not let's not. Hey, I hey, I want to or 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 
or like Jamel Hill, and Jamel Hill's another one I can't stand. Uh, Jamel Hill, um, you know, trying to talk about he's angry. No, it ain't nothing about being angry. It's no, I'm a man and I can speak up for what I need to say. I didn't took this crap for 20 years and 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 now I'm gonna speak my mind on it because I feel like it needs to be said. So, um, you know, uh, although Brother Kwame has gone on these rants for the last five days or however long it's been, look, the man been holding it in since he was 19 years old. So I think we can give him uh, two, three, four, five days because he got 20 years worth of crap. He got to he gotta let go. So um, I like it. I like, you know, some of these uh, quote-unquote publications being exposed for some of the nonsense that they do. And it do be, mm-hmm. it do be nonsense when they be talking, you know, talk, like I said, with Stephen A and uh, and Skip, you know these are guys that 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 couldn't even make it past uh, college ball, high school ball, and you talking about the first pick in the NBA. I don't give a crap who you are, what kind of stats you have. It ain't no scrubs in the NBA. No scrubs. They ain't no scrubs in the NBA. Now, if other NBA players say that you ain't, you know, you ain't got no game or whatever, that's one thing. But they ain't no scrubs in the NBA. If you make it to that fraternity, then you you you've done the work. And, and so, as much as we talk about you know guys like old school guys like Don Tabak and and all those guys and you know other guys we may joke about, and they, and in reality, they ain't no scrubs in the NBA. Just like you think about what jobs you guys have. If if everybody could do your job, then everybody would be in your job, right? But uh, everybody can't do that job. And so, uh, like I said, I don't want to be too long-winded, but I uh, I like that Brother Crombie is standing up for himself and 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 really bucking, bucking the system. And he just goes along with a lot of the brothers now are just standing up and saying, look, I'm tired of being... Uh, a black man and getting beaten down for having an opinion, just having and a being opinion. y'all talking points. Yeah, and being you guys talking points. I'm tired of it, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. You know, uh, uh, the talking points that you what been been saying for the last fifty years, it ain't working no more. And we're standing up as uh, in in with our voice and being strong and being on a united front. And if you guys can't handle it, then. You know, you know what you can do. Uh, you can, you can either either swallow it or be on your own. So, uh, thank you, brother Kwame. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would just second off that and just say, you know, I, I felt the same exact way. You know, Kwame made he like that video where he his very first video where he responded to. Uh, to uh, uh, Stephen Jackson. Matt Barnes and Gilbert Arenas. He he made he, he hit very good points. Like, man, look, hey, at the end of the day, you a grown man talking about a game. And not only are you talking about a game that doesn't matter, you're talking about me, another grown man. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know, at some point, you know, yes. Yes. If if we were all to have that conversation, oh, who's the worst? 
player to ever play okay you know but the fact that they you know in a way they're they're in a way in a way they're bullying them like imagine you know i can't remember what my uncle just said but it was something you said that reminded me a lot of markel folks imagine markel folks being or in the league 20 years ago when it was cool to not necessarily cool but it wasn't wrong to you know do do you know, imagine if Markel Folks got that Kwame treatment. <laughs> yeah. You know, you really think that if he really had something mental going on, you think 20 years ago they would have talked about that? No way, because it wasn't cool. It wasn't it wasn't accepted. You know, so people forget that, you know, a dude like Kwame, I learned myself watching his response video. For somebody like him, him even being considered for the NBA is a win. And you're shitting on this dude's life and shitting on his quote unquote his career because just because he didn't pan out in the NBA. When at the end of the day, he's really a miracle that you should be celebrating, not putting down. Wow, that's a great point. Eric. You know, like he, he talked about how he grew up homeless. Like, come on, bro. Like, the dude went from being homeless to being in the NBA. Like, half of us, if we were put into an NBA arena, would not be able to perform. Like, and and we can play. I mean, we we can. It, I mean, like, we ain't no scrubs. It ain't like we can't play. Yeah. But we just we not on that level. That those, those nerves is something else when you playing in front of thirty thousand people. Like, the, the, a lot of people talk and have opinions on stuff that they can't even talk and have opinions about. And people like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, you know, I, I do commend Kwame for saying what he said. Like, man, at the end of the day, bro, I'm another black man. And you letting that white man tell you what to talk about. And I'm one of his talking points. We should be supporting each other. You know, there's no reason that it, there's no reason, you know, like Matt Barnes is being, you know, but but. Honestly, you see what type of person Matt Barnes is. Just honestly, like he was—he's a cool dude. I love that podcast, but you see what type of dude he is. He's the typical. He's in—he's in Hollywood. All those dudes are in Hollywood, so they—they they doing stuff to please the big man. They not—they don't care about. Yeah, they don't care about the next man to the left that's equal to him. That's his brother. They don't care about him. They trying to please everybody in Hollywood get put on to movies and all that other crap they want to be a part of the of the life you know but Kwame he ain't a part of the life you see him he live in he live in Georgia look like he live a pretty decent normal life a life that he wants to be living why are you leave that man alone <laughs> yeah. like why is that even a question being asked who was the worst first round pick like it's kind of obvious who you're trying to aim towards you get what I'm saying? Like at that point, would they do Markel Fultz like that? No, because now no. that whole mental health thing and the cyberbullying and all that stuff is talked about now, bro. Because honestly, for me, and this is no shot at this brother, but I mean, for me, uh, you know, people talk about uh, what's the old uh, the brother from. Uh, that got drafted by Cleveland, Anthony. Uh, oh, Bennett. Anthony Bennett. You know, uh, never nervous, Purvis. Uh, Purvis Ellison. 
some of these guys and and the and both of these guys actually went and played in uh, in college. Kwame didn't even play in college, and you know for uh, even talking about the elephant in the room besides Kwame, you know uh, Michael Jordan was a hell of a guy to to try and come in the league with, you know because I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Grizzled veterans didn't like playing with Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, from Horace Grant to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Steve Kerr, uh, Bill Cartwright threatened to break Michael's legs one time. Um, <laughs> uh, Richard Hamilton didn't like playing with Michael. Uh, somebody else, uh, I forgot. Uh, I know it was Rip uh, that said he didn't like playing with Michael, but. It, it, it isn't like this was it, it was a um, a situation that he was really tailor made for and that's what he said is that he was supposed to get traded on draft day because it didn't and it really made sense that he said this because he was like why would a 39 year old Michael Jordan come back to play with me uh, a 19 year old high school guy uh, that Rookies like that didn't even really play back then. He said, I was supposed to be traded for Elton Brand on draft day. And it was supposed to be Michael Jordan and Elton Brand to lead uh, that Wizards team. And Kwame was going to go to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. That's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Because why... I don't think Michael would come back to be in a rebuilding situation. Yeah, that it doesn't make sense at all to me. There. Yeah. So, I if, if you haven't heard the interview, I, I did the first interview because you know I don't like to get too much into the negativity. Yeah. It gets it gets uh, you know kind of kind of uh, uh, makes the downer get into too much negativity. But that first interview was uh, was really, really, uh, really telling. And really, uh, really, we, we seen uh, really an insight to the NBA and the insight into this brother's, uh, into this brother's pain, man. And that's, and I don't like laughing at that because it really is, I'm sure it's been pain for him. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that he's doing well because, you know, we, 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 we criticized Kwame pretty tough when he was here, but just think about some of the stuff that he did do when he was here. You know, uh, we don't, we don't celebrate guys for not doing the sexy things on the basketball court, like setting screens, getting rebounds, uh, really being that big body. Uh, you know, somebody's got to get these scores open. And, and, you know, if you really, I wouldn't actually watch Kobe's 81 point game. And I've watched all the screens and stuff that, that Kwame was said, he was getting Kobe wide open with the screens and stuff that he was setting. But you would never, if you're a basketball, if you're not a basketball eye, you would never think of that because uh, that's not the sexy. The sexy is Kobe's 81 points. But, uh, you know, the stuff that, uh, that 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 like guys like Dennis Rodman and and uh, Oak Tree Oakley Ben Wallace, I, I'm glad to see as much as I could 
understand some of those guys when they were playing, uh, especially going against the Lakers. You know, these guys, Robert Ory, uh, AC Green, you know, these guys are the ones that that make it possible for the Magics, the Michaels, the Larry Birds, the, uh, 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 you know, even Draymond uh, with Steph. The, they, these guys make it possible for teams to function. Because if you don't have those guys that are really willing to get dirty and, and, and nasty on the floor, then you can't have the superstars. And especially back in the old days, because those old, those old uh, gritty guys, um, the Rick Mahorns and, 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 you know, John Sallies and guys that you would consider goons, they were the ones that protected uh, the superstars. Now the superstars don't really need too much protection with today's NBA, but those guys, if, if, if somebody knocked their superstar down, they would go come back the next play and put the opposing team superstar down. And that's, uh, you know, that's quite, kind of what Kwame ended up being, that real, you know, just grit, tough guy. And, uh, you know, that 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 is a skill in the NBA. And if it wasn't a skill, he wouldn't have played 12 years. So, um, like I said, good for Brother Kwame. And uh, um, I just I just hope he doesn't let this be his only defining situation. I hope he evolves into a, his own podcast. And uh, because I would definitely watch it just for the interesting part of we ain't we never knew the brother even had a voice. And if I may say, he is extra country. He may be country than the countryest man on earth, and that's Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ooh. I don't know if that brother's ever getting a podcast, especially at some of the stuff he's been saying later on in this week, but I do appreciate that he's getting this stuff off his chest and not keeping it bottled up. Well, he that that's the thing about it is now you don't need nobody. You don't you uh you don't need nobody. You could do it on your own. <laughs> uh case in point, you know, I mean now all you need is just a microphone and a and a and a voice. And so, you know, I checked his uh, I actually checked his uh his uh, YouTube channel and he already has like 40,000 uh, 40,000 people that have subscribed. So, uh, I think if he if he just get that microphone and press the record button, I think brother Kwame will have some uh, people coming over. I just hope he uh, more content that will back it up and not just, you know, not just this part of it. But I think he will cuz uh like like uh my nephew True said, uh he was he <laughs> He was bringing the uh, bringing the heat. Well, I mean, it goes to one of the things that that you mentioned actually, in that he uh, he uh, as this week has kind of progressed. I, I appreciate the brother's voice, but I've noticed a pattern where it's like, all right, you said this, how uh, like. Hey, where else is this conversation going? Like, are you gonna? Hey, you're saying f this dude, f this dude, f. Okay, well, where are we going to progress this beyond where where it currently is? That's what I'm. 
looking to see out of him next. Anybody yeah. could sit yeah. and yell at somebody all day. Yeah. And, and who, who's going to be the one to drive the conversation forward? That's what I'm looking out, out for him next. Get your well, anger out. I don't, I don't, sorry, DJ, but get your anger out. I don't mind that part. But what are you doing to constructively build on that afterwards? That's where I want to see the true test from him. What's sad, though, is that that's not even Kwame's job because he, he didn't bring up his name. Like, you know, no, Matt Barnes is right. childish, too. Right. But you know, so you got to make you got to, But you do have to understand that anybody could go around and yell at somebody about, uh, and, OK, Matt Barnes and Stack and and Gilbert, they were definitely wrong for talking down to the brother and, and joking and teasing. And that's another conversation uh, down the line. It's like, all right, when are we going to just like, are we going to start being the PC police and anybody that gets teased is like, don't do that, da da da. But that, we could table that for later. But my thing with this, I've appreciated what Kwame's been saying, but I'm like, all right, brother, you got a week, you got two weeks, you said what you had to say. You say you want to build because I listened to his show today and he's talking about wanting to build like uh, community centers for kids. What conversations are you having with these dudes or with people in general to be able to make this happen instead of just saying, fuck you this, fuck you that? Like, okay, well, these same people you're saying, fuck you to, they may have connections uh, to be able to get these things done if you uh, if you start to have that dialogue that's necessary to get these things done in our community. That's what where I'm looking for him to take that next leap. Yeah, see, but at some point, that's not his job, you know, because nobody, like, like, like Uncle said, you know, he's letting out people been on his head for years. So this is like, like, like Uncle said, you seeing all the stuff from years built up. This was like his explosive moment. Like, bro, like this is mm-hmm. it. You know, like, I'm tired of y'all talking about me. Like, I'm putting my foot down. And I don't think it's Kwame's job to necessarily, you know, you cut Steven Jackson calls himself, you know, being a community leader right now because of what happened last year. Is that being a community leader by, you know, doing what he's putting another black man down in a way, in a way, you know, being a part of that conversation? You know, Matt Barnes is is doing the same thing because Steven Jackson is doing it. So for them, you know, it's like, okay, you guys are 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 on that side of things because that's what's cool right now. You know, but are you really? Because you putting like 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 I mentioned earlier, a homeless dude that made it to the league, you putting him down, like that wasn't him. Like he's not a freaking like he didn't score at life just by being considered for the NBA. You know, that's where that's where this needs to be focused on is those two. You know, it's like you go on Instagram, you, Steven Jackson is acting like he's an activist right now. You know, but are you really? If you're if you're out here putting your fellow brother down? Actually, Stack, if you look at what Stack has done uh, with uh, concerning a lot of stuff, he, he has. So, so yeah, I, no, I no, can't... No, I'm not I saying can't... he... I'm not saying he's not, but but are you doing that right now because it's cool? And are you putting it on Instagram right now because it's cool? You know, but if you were really about that, 
you wouldn't be on TV talking about another black dude being being the white man's, you know, the white man's telling you what to talk about and you doing it. Stephen A. Well, he's a different story. Yeah, but, yeah. but they're all a part of the same media, though. Doing the same type of things. They all, they all a part of it. You know, and Kwame's side is like, look, y'all, hey, at the end of the day, bruh, y'all acting like basketball, like, why are y'all still talking about me? Like, just put, let, let's, let's each of us put ourselves in the Kwame shoes. Imagine that. Okay, I, I'm glad you actually brought that up, DJ, because not obviously not to Kwame's extent, but I'll tell a story. We moved out from uh, California to South Carolina, and my first year living out in South Carolina was absolute hell. Like, those dudes used to pick on me, make fun of me nonstop from the moment I got there till like right before I started playing football and everybody uh, jumped on but there was a there was a moment where I was like you know what screw this I ain't about to let somebody keep talking about me I took it I took it upon myself in the middle of a class while a dude was talking about me I stood up in class and said I will knock your motherfucking ass out (laughs) if you say one more thing about me the teacher the, the, the brother's mama was up in there and was stunned so, at a certain point, I'm like, you just got that breaking point. Enough is enough. So and that's where I'm like, is his breaking point, right? And I'm like, and everyone is different, clearly. But it's like, all right, I'm not letting something fester for as long as it did before taking action. Yeah, but that dude, he's he's famous. It's on a whole nother level. It's on a whole nother. Imagine. You know, that was one person. Imagine 20,000 people bagging on you. For 20 years. For for years. And right, then you're out the league, you out the picture, and you still getting talked about. You know, so like this rant that he's been on, I'm going to be honest, I stopped watching it too. Because I'm just like, for me, I'm not going to continue to consume it. You know, I've seen what, what it's about. I'm looking at it from a wide angle. I'm not... Because me personally, I'm not getting involved in in celebrity drama. I'm just not. You know, I got too much. There's too much in this world to worry about than that. You know. Um, so honestly, hey, if he goes on for a month, they've been bagging this man for 20 years. Like, <laughs> they've been on his head for 20 years, and I think that's what that's what a lot of people don't realize is like. You know, we don't know what that man feels. Like we I've been picked on before. And it's been by maybe one person, two people. I couldn't imagine that being a mil ten million ten thousand X. You know, ten thousand people bagging on you. And imagine with the internet now. It's worse than what it was before when he was in the league. Because that internet is a scary place when you find yourself on the wrong side of it. And not to mention this brother got got uh, got children too. Yeah. So his children are old enough to hear these guys talk about uh, your daddy was a butt. And, and, you, and you know how children are. 
children to actually come and ask you straight out, Daddy, was you trash in the league? Were you a bum? Yeah. Why <laughs> <laughs> they saying that, Dad? I've seen this thing on YouTube right now. It's called Kwame Vele. Uh, hit him up the remix. It's hilarious, bro. <laughs> it's a play off Tupac's uh, Machiavelli hit him up uh, for my young heads that did, that don't know what that is. But uh, yeah, man, uh, to, to sum it up, like I said, it, it it's, it's um, Brother Kwame had to take a lot of stuff and just think of some of the cities that he played in. You know, first of all, starting out with the uh, starting out with, uh, you know, uh, Washington is actually a big, big city uh, and starting out with Michael Jordan. That's number one. Michael, Michael Jordan, the, the, you know, the greatest player of all time in most people's books. Your okay. hands would be shaking in the game. And, okay. Yeah. And then moving on to his direct predecessor, who was in absolute kill mood at that time. Kill move, and this cut, and 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 just think, Kobe's the same type of guy. Now Kobe gets a not a lot of love since since the tragedy, but don't forget, Kobe is one of the most was one of the most hated guys. All these guys that come out now and love Kobe, but Kobe was a was kind of like a Kwame Brown, really onto himself, didn't really have a lot of friends in the league. Uh, until his latter years, so uh, just imagine going to going to that next, and then you know, kind of after that, it was uh, it, it, it was downhill from there. But your your forming—that's a tough way to start. Your forming years, your years where you gain your confidence, you and really find your footing in the league. You come across two of the most just dogs to ever walk the face of this earth and and you know um not to say Kwame's you're not a weak man when you make it to the league as a 19 year old so uh I think just coming across that and and really having to swallow your words for all them years it, it it really it really is a uh is a tough pill to swallow and I think he just finally said man look I, and maybe Kwame just realized that, hey man, you know what? I'm like 6'10", 275. What are, what are these fools going to do anyway? I wish they would pull up on me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and one, the other one, I'm really glad he went out. And I'll be done after this. Uh, I, the other one I'm glad he went at was Jamel Hill. I just Jamel Hill. I used to used to kind of like her, but these last couple years she just she bugs me now. And uh, and and I like I like the way he said, "Hey, hey, look, we two grown men having a conversation. Two grown men having a conversation, uh, or three grown men, four grown men having a conversation. Went at all three of them." Uh, we three grown men having a conversation. Look, stay over there and let us handle it like men. I don't need you coming in telling me I'm violent when I don't have no history of being violent or doing anything. I play basketball. That's that's that's, that's so the, the one thing I would say to that brother T that she did she quoted a line from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> 
she never said the brother was violent and he took it that way. That's what had me like, did he hear what she actually said? Because she didn't say that. Just like with Charlemagne, he flipped out on Charlemagne. Charlemagne didn't say anything bad about the brother and, and just saying that he's had uh, previous family problems and he's been on him the last two days. But that's the thing about it. He was, would it, that, that ain't none of that, none of y'all's business. My family ain't your business. Laying little quotes at me ain't none of your business. I'm talking about these dudes. That's, that's, we, we engaged. I don't need y'all little side, y'all. And I know that's what the Breakfast Club do. And all these, uh, all these syndicated talk shows, they got to talk about this. But look, it's kind of like, keep your name out my mouth and it won't be no smoke. It won't be no problems. And, 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 uh, you know, it's some little, and, and come on now, we know that it'd be a lot of these little, uh, little subliminal digs they may not outright come out and say something but it'd be a lot of subliminal digs like i said like home like angela Yee said about brother kevin a couple weeks ago him and her and dj envy saying that he may be he may be the gay word and he may not like women and and man well how you know you ain't in my bedroom that's funny Although, although DJ Envy, and this is kind of going off on another rant, although uh, DJ Envy did have some suspect... Yeah, I was about to say, that's a, DJ <laughs> Envy is another one we will we'll throw in the same category as D-Wade. We will yeah. not touch. Some suspect exes. <laughs> we will not touch that subject. <laughs> call somebody out on alternative lifestyle. Oh, boy. But, but like, like, to my credit that my nephew said DJ that you know uh, these platforms these platforms they are up here you know putting this image out about black men and 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 the community in general and they doing it on the dominant society's networks yep you shitting on your brother on the white man's TV like come on man yeah like and you call yourself a community activist right now, brother? Quit it. Like, you already been, you know, you've already done some questionable things, and the timing is questionable. Like, don't, don't, don't become an activist when everybody else is becoming one, too, man. Because to me, a real one, I can see right through it. And to me, I could tell you not a real one by shitting on your brother. There's no way I'd do that. No, I I mean, I guess I I agree with you guys to a point on some of the things. There's other points that Brother Kwame is making that I'm like, all right, if he's he's still going on these rants uh, a month from now, I'm like, it goes back to my point uh, later. When is a, how long do we say, all right, the bill is paid, you've gotten your 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 payback on this here like when are we gonna when is enough enough at a certain point i think until matt barnes or stephen jackson one of them come out and just you know they cool the fire well you know, i will come out with more disrespect no, well no so here's the thing that i'm trying to figure out is 
I acknowledge that what they, I mean, you keep picking on somebody to my point, you're going to expect a blowback. But, all right, how long is the blowback going to go? Because at a certain point, does it at then that point then shift over? Are you the one that's then picking on somebody else? Like, when does that table turn? Well, once you're picked on for 20 years, though? Right, you know, but that's, think... and, and that's the question I'm asking, though, DJ, is, when at a certain point, so is, are we going to go eye for eye? Are we going to give tw- uh, Kwame, okay, you got 20 years to go rag on Matt Barnes. And, and I know for damn sure I ain't going to want to hear the, uh, this uh, 20 years of just uh, the same thing over and over and over again. So what moves the conversation forward is the point I'm trying to make is, okay, you're getting it off your chest. I appreciate that. I respect that. Where does the conversation move forward instead of screaming and shouting? Where are we going sitting to the table and getting some actual work done? That's what I want to see. Well, I will say, say, I don't think they'll be able to. I don't think. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think they'll be able to move until Matt Barnes makes a statement or somebody says something on their side. Since that's where it stemmed from. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'll say this: certain, certain communities, certain communities uh, will never let you forget something until you apologize for what you did. So, uh, and it don't matter how many times you've heard it. Uh, certain communities tell you that, hey, until you apologize. We ain't go. We ain't go. Let you stop. We ain't go. Let you stop hearing about our suffering. So, I think Brother Kwame is just kind of playing the same role as uh, as some some of these certain communities and saying until I hear the right thing and 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 uh, and see the proper change, then I'm okay. I'm gonna keep coming at your head. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I know one damn thing. If I if I'm if we're still having the same discussion a month later and we still and it's the same talk, I know for damn sure I'm blocking that. I I ain't gonna be putting up with it because because oh, <laughs> I'm the justice. Next one, I was like not interested. I seen enough. <laughs> now I will watch from a bird's eye view. If I hear about it again, whatever. I'm not definitely. I'm definitely not going to be looking for it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, with it. that because that's the stance I'm taking. Because now I look on his Instagram; he's selling shirts, uh, talking about it as he like, should. Oh. As he should. No, he but well, uh, hey, he but, might as well no. capitalize. Right, but it's like, all right, please don't tell me that this whole thing is going to be a marketing ploy. And it's going to be something that I was like, all right, was this all bullshit from the beginning? And it, it's just, I, I, I'm cynical in that way, where it's like, <laughs> all right, don't let this end up being something where we all got duped into thinking that it's something that it, it, it wasn't. The thing with him and Charlotte, that sounds legit, but it, it, it's, it makes me question. Once you see some of the things that, get posted and deleted and and, and got screenshot it makes you say it makes you question that's all i'm saying 
Well, he can already mark it. Uh, what is this? What is this saying? Uh, me and Kobe spell- scored 62. Uh, huh? He said me and Kobe scored 82. Yeah, no, no. He said, <laughs> he said no, or he always says, can you smell my mama's cooking? I've already heard, <laughs> I've already heard somebody use that too. Uh, and, and so he better he better uh, monetize on that. Yeah. I already heard somebody on a national platform use that saying. Can you smell what my mama's cooking? So he better he better monetize on that. And hell, I agree with DJ. It's a capitalist society. You better monetize well. And right now, because they was getting paid. Yeah, you know, talking, putting his name into yep. it. And if an yeah. insta, if a if an insta thought or OnlyFans model or whatever they're calling themselves now can monetize off of showing their feet, then he can monetize off of selling some merchandise. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I guess that's enough for the Kwame Talks. My phone ain't gonna take too much more of that. I'm at 13. percent So, <laughs> anybody, I know you, brother T, you wanted to hit on Paul Mooney real quick uh, before we head out this week. Uh, yeah, I just want to give a big rest in power to brother Paul Mooney. And for the people that don't know who Paul Mooney is, uh, he was and is one of the top comedians that have ever walked the face of this earth and his uh, impact on some of the greats uh, to come across such as uh, you know Richard Pryor um, he used to write for Richard Pryor his show and his stand up uh, also, he used to write for In Living Color. He was uh, the character, well, he wrote the character that Damon Wayans used to play on In Living Color, uh, uh, Homie the Clown. And he was a big influencer on what the newer generation would probably know more of, uh, The Chappelle Show. Uh, this brother was a revolutionary comic. Uh, he, 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 he did not pull, he did not pull, uh, any punches when it came to his comedy. And, um, you know, we lost our brother yesterday, I believe. Yeah, it was yesterday, uh, to, I think he was, uh, I know he had dementia, uh, but I just wanted to say a big rest in power and dedicate this show to, uh, brother Paul Mooney, uh, salute that brother and. For anybody that hasn't heard him or heard of him, please go pull up his, uh, pull up some of his uh, comedy and uh, you'll understand why this brother was, uh, was who he was and what he stood for. Sure, for sure. I always think, like you said, the Chappelle show stuff comes to mind right away because it's recent, but I always can laugh at um, 
It was, uh, I want to say busted loose. <laughs> yes, yes. How and, worried he was about that TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, and some of his late night comedy. We can't go over it on on the show here, but trust me, yeah, check out his Showtime late night comedy special sometimes. Those that those were some classics right there. Yeah, so uh, uh, congratulate or not congratulations, but uh, rest in peace to uh, the brother, uh, brother Paul. Sure, another great, sure. another great legend uh, passes on. All right. Anybody else got anything they want to hit on before we're out for the day? We got a couple, got two albums for everybody to go listen to. All right. What you got? Okay, so I got Pray for Haiti by uh, Mac Homie, M-A-C-H hyphen H-O-M-M-Y. Yes, Griselda. Yep, I Pray for Haiti, beautiful. And uh, Trust the Sopranos by Benny the Butcher and uh, 38 Special. Another beautiful one. Got 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 Ransom on there. Got a uh, El Camino on there. Um, let me see. Got Heem and Ricky Hyde from uh from Benny the Butchers, um, group BSF, Shane Noir, another amazing female lyricist. Emphasis on amazing. Oh, cool! But yeah, two really <laughs> great projects. Is it available on uh, where is it at? Spotify? Uh, Available on on Spotify, Apple Music. And it should be on YouTube as well, I believe. Alright. We'll definitely look to check that out then. Cool, cool. DJ, you got anything you want to close the show out out with? Nope, nope. I got nothing. Just everybody have a great safe weekend and know enjoy uh your next week uh want to give uh sort of a preview to next week because it's it's going to be kind of a different show now or do you want to just save it uh until uh and and just surprise the people next week what what we're going to have surprise to me actually what we got cooking for next week uh, well, we were gonna invite our. Uh, oh, that's right. That's that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got uh, we got a special uh, guest uh, coming on next week. Uh, uh, definitely looking a long time coming. Definitely looking forward to having him on the show for sure. Yeah, we'll uh, a, a kind of provide uh, more throughout the week, just in terms of. Uh, what the show will be about, that whole stuff. But yeah, uh, I I can't. I, God, I'm not going to hear the end of this. Uh, can't. Uh, definitely will appreciate getting him on to get his takes on some things. He's world traveled. I will say that as a hint. <laughs> yes, very world traveled. And we're, All right. 
and pretty much his uh you know he'll be uh the dominating topic of the show next week yeah yeah i i i, I would say that for sure and i was initially thinking you were talking about some of the stuff we got cooking up for later that is going to be a little bit in the in the in the baking stage, I got a couple other things that I want to run past you guys that we'll do offline, and then I've also got that I've also came up to add to that uh, list already. So we'll talk about that offline. Absolutely. Beautiful. Good. All right. So uh, again, uh, appreciate you guys joining us this week, and uh, everybody. I love seeing. Uh, the new subscribers we're getting weekly we're uh, close to that uh, magic number of 500 subscribers so I will take that and run and appreciate everybody listening uh, weekly make sure that you um, uh, whether it be on Spotify Apple Podcasts hit that subscribe button so you can get updates on when the new show drops and we will be talking with you guys uh, next week Peace, family. Peace. All praises due to the God for the Lord. Thank you very much. Yeah, everybody have a great week.